The following podcast contains adult content. It is not suitable for minors, professional settings, or the faint of heart. The stories you're about to hear are recorded live at Petra's in the historic Plaza Midwood, Charlotte, North Carolina. Foreplay Goes South is open mic storytelling. Hosted monthly by Metanoia, attendees share their intimate, sultry, salacious tales. like 
yummy cologne coming from the first class area where I'm sitting at like row eight. And we were both wearing our mask. And I, we both physically go, <gasps> and you can see us both like, gasping for air under our mask at the same time. We do a double take and we look again. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I've never actually wanted to hook up with a pilot ever that I've worked with. And so, anywho, it's only like I said, a 45 minute flight. Halfway through, like a 25 marker, you barely have any time to do service on this flight. I didn't know me. Hi, this is Melissa. I was working first class, so I was really lucky to be up close to him. Um, Hi, this is Melissa. Can I help you? And he, they were like, we need a bathroom break. <laughs> so they open the cockpit door, and one of us has to go up, so of course I go up. But it's the hot guy that's taking the break. I was like, ah, I fucked this up. And so I'm up there with the, the, the captain, and the captain in two seconds says, well, if I didn't know any better, child, I think you guys are gonna fuck. Why would he say? That's exactly what he said. And mind you, like the shit up in the cockpit is actually recorded for like so much. Oh, for, like, so long since like, I hope we don't crash in the next ten minutes. Because <laughs> they're gonna think I'm like blowing a lot of the pilots. <laughs> and I was like, okay, whatever. And I was just like. She thinks that. <laughs> and he's like, God damn, the way he really looks at you. And I was like, good to know. <laughs> so then we land and we're in Nashville. And like I said, 10 hour layover. And if you don't know what the rules are on drinking alcohol in a layover, we're not allowed to have alcohol like uh, under eight hours. So I had two hours to get my business done. <laughs> And so I go up and I talk to this guy, and we have uh, things in common, like we like uh, like uh, music festivals and going to shows and yada yada. And he was like, "You want to get a grab a drink?" And I was like, "What does this ring on your finger mean?" Because he had a ring on his pinky finger, actually, not on this one. And I was like, "You hiding something?" And he goes, "No, actually, not at all. I'm in an open relationship. I'm allowed to do whatever I want." And I said, like, "Okay, green light, woo." And so we meet at the bar, and mind you, 10 hour layover, why would I have an outfit? I learned after that. So I'm in my pajamas <laughs> at the bar. He buys me like two or three drinks. We cover a lot of ground. I double check. Yo, it's like, you're not like engaged or like married or anything, right? He's like, no, no, she just wants me to wear it because she likes to control me, but she still says I can do whatever I want. I was like, huh, okay. So anyways. <laughs> I asked, whatever. Um, so we take use of all of the hotel amenities. We go play cornhole. We go uh, jump in the pool, which is heated. It's like indoor and outdoor. And then all of a sudden, I'm like swimming past him and flirting. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. And he just scoops me up and just starts making out with me. And I was like, oh, fuck. This is dangerous. And the first thing he says is I'm not allowed to have sex. <laughs> That's fine. I'll respect that. <laughs> Say we can do everything else. And he's like, yeah. So, okay, cool. So they were making out, it's so fucking steamy. I feel like I'm in a movie. I feel like I'm in like Pan Am. Oh my God, the way he holds me, I've never been held. It was like, oh, I was like dripping. Like my vagina was just like dripping to the floor. Uh, and so I change out of my wet clothes, my wet clothes, and uh, go to his room. Cause he said, verbatim, would you like to Netflix and chill? <laughs> and I said, fuck yeah. <laughs> so mind you, we're down to like six hours on our layover until we're supposed to be at the airplane. 
So I go to his room and uh, he doesn't even wait. He like, I mean, the, the TV is already turned on. He rips off my pajama pants. Yes. And starts going down on me. I'm like, oh, can I slow down? He's like, no. <laughs> oh my God. And he's just like licking my pussy in a way that I've never actually experienced before where a guy is just like so patient and diligent. And like, I, I want to be down here. And I have, what'd you say? It's, it's all French? Is that what it's all French. It's all French. Mm -hmm. Just say. Okay. Um, so he's just like licking my pussy in such a patient and nurturing and gentle way that I've never had before. And I was like, um, you don't have to do that. And he goes, I want to. And he's like, the way you are reacting right now, I'm never leaving. <laughs> so 45 minutes later, I was like, please let me take care of you. And he was like, if you must. <laughs> what she was doing I was like the the lesbian that went down in your car for the first time was she doing like the tornado yeah. twist with yeah. like the oh <laughs> <laughs> alternative scene or the swinging world or the lifestyle for about 20 years now. In my early days of the lifestyle, I was a bull for a couple. And this couple, 
they were some weirdos. And I'm not even kink shame people, but so this is one of their stories. So the wife and I would play all the time. You name it, we probably tried it. Um, I learned a lot about myself, my sexuality from this couple. Um, the husband never played, he always liked to watch. And as we progressed through our relationship, the wife got a little more forceful towards him. So the, uh, I'm cracking up thinking about the story because it's just so fucking out of left field. As we progressed through our relationship, the husband would move closer to the bed where we were playing. Where this um, bench is, is how close this guy got to me. Which once again, not homophobic, I love everybody. The wife is on top of me and she's like, punch him. I'm like, what? Punch him. I'm like, I'm not punching him. Punch him. She punched this guy in the chest from a like seated position on top of me. I'm like, oh, okay. So I slap him. She's like, no, harder. He's my bitch. Punch him. So I hit him. So we get past that. During like our cool down period, we would always eat. Like these people were loaded. They had their own playroom. They paid my fucking rent as a, as a 23 year old with his own apartment. Rich people that can pay your rent, I'm in. So like, so. One day, she brings out a gas mask. She puts him in a gas mask. One day, she brings out a chair and handcuffs him to a chair. The most extreme thing we ever did, and I promise this happened, guys. This woman somehow got her hands on a body bag. Um, and had me zip him up in a body bag and put him on the bed next to us as we put him. <laughs> I legitimately, like, and I put this on my FetLife page, like, is that a fucking body bag? Because, like, I don't know how people get a body bag. Like, it's a fucking body bag. So they ended up moving to Germany, actually, and every now and then I'll get a random email from her. Like, it's just like, yeah, that was, that's, it's a fucking body bag. So. <laughs> I, you you make sense of that, I don't know. But her oldest son, 
She had two sons, Dusty and Cody. Her oldest son, Cody, me and him became best friends while they were living with us. I feel like it was probably teenage hormones, you know, <laughs> surging through our bodies. We became best friends. Decided to date at some point. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we, uh, we would hook up. I feel like it's more of a relationship of convenience more than anything else. Your teenage hormones living in the same house, what else are you gonna do except have sex, right? <laughs> right. Woo! So we <laughs> hooked up numerous times, decided we were best friends, also gonna date at this point. Um, I remember his mom coming in at one point, we were having sex and she just thought we were watching a movie because nobody expected that we would actually be hooking up. <laughs> um, but we did, we did, we did date. And uh, <laughs> I feel like it was more of a friends with benefits situation. Um, I, I remember this one time that we had sex and uh, got a little messy on my mattress and I was like, hmm, as a teenager, yeah, right? I was like, oh, my parents are gonna come in and they're gonna smell the sex. <laughs> right? They're gonna sex smell it. Shame is amazing. Right, I know. Well, conservative Christian, not allowed to date, talk on the phone with boys. What else the fuck? I mean, what are you gonna do, right? You were worried about everything. Everything is fine. So as a teenage girl, my my solution to this was let's spray sweet pea perfume from Bath and Body Works all over my mattress. Um, to this day, if you bring sweet pea perfume around me, I might grow up on you because all that did, <laughs> all that did was uh, make my bed for the next, I don't know, two to four weeks smell like cum and sweet pea perfume. So to this day, that's still what I think about at that point. But um, it was great. It was a, it was hormones, you know, high school, everything. You're, you're just you're trying to process through everything you're feeling at this point. So we had a great experience. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, what turned into a couple weeks of them living with us because there was tornadoes in Florida, which pick a year in the early 2000s and it would probably be some storm in Florida that made them live with us for that long. They decided to move to Alabama. So I will tell you, you can just imagine what uh, back country in the middle of nowhere part of Florida they lived in to decide that Alabama was more progressive than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll let your imagination run wild, right? <laughs> but they moved to Alabama with us, and I remember his mom at some point coming in. Our parents did not expect at any point that we were dating for whatever reason. I'll get to that later. Um, his mom came in at some point, we were having sex in my room uh, in high school, and uh, she just thought we were watching a movie, and nothing else was happening, right? So, <laughs> not long after they lived with us, which was supposed to be two weeks, turned into about six months, um, Cody, which is the name of this gentleman, actually was diagnosed with cancer, uh, not to like make this all, you know, serious or whatever, but... Uh, he ended up surviving. He's still alive today. Awesome. Just to, yeah, just so you know. <laughs> but after this relationship of convenience where we were just having sex because, you know, hormones run wild and uh, high school students, they moved out. And uh, me and him maintained a friendship. And he came to me one day and was like, I really have something to tell you. I was like, damn, do you have cancer again? Because at this one, he had survived <laughs> cancer. I was like, I love you dearly. 
And he was like, no, no, it's something more serious than that. And I was like, damn, I don't even know what's more serious than cancer at this point. So uh, Cody decided to tell me that uh, he was gay at this point. <laughs> so the reason he was scared to tell me that he was gay is because I was the last girlfriend he had before he decided that that was the case. <laughs> he said, I was worried that you would think that you turned me gay. <laughs> I didn't want you to think that. So <laughs> we're friends. We're friends. So I was like, no, dude. Like, totally. You can, like, I love that you love whoever you love, right? Um, there was numerous times we hooked up after that because, again, teenage hormones, right? But, uh, no, Cody is still alive and kicking, and he's got a great boyfriend of three years in Birmingham, Alabama. But uh, <laughs> he taught me a lot about sex and uh, the male anatomy and um, a lot of great things. So that is my story about how we jokingly talk about how I turned my high school boyfriend gay. This episode of Foreplay Goes South podcast was recorded and produced by event host and podcast creator Metanoia. These stories are recorded live every third Tuesday of the month at Petra's in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information about Foreplay Goes South, follow us at Foreplay GS on Facebook, FetLife, Instagram, and Twitter.